You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay. Before we officially jump into today's episode, Will, I have you on the phone. I'm here at work. We have to talk about the review that we saw last night, which was The World Goes Round, the songs of candor and ebb at Freud Playhouse on the UCLA campus presented by Reprise 2.0. Hey, Lara. Um, I... I'm still tapping my toe and, and singing all the songs that we, I, I love all the music. I love Candorette music. And like I said to you yesterday, it felt like it was like a required history class for musical theater lovers. Yes. You know what I mean? They had their own unique style. And it was so cool to see. And this is a, a, a smaller theater than, say, the Pantages, much more intimate. And it was set up kind of exactly. like a nightclub. So I, I was saying, well, I, I think I put this on Instagram, that we could practically see their tonsils when they would belt. And we were like, <laughs> we weren't in the very front. We were halfway back. Yeah. I also have to say that Valerie Perry was wonderful. I loved seeing her. She was a wonderful guest, and she she did not overstate when she said how lovely the cast was and how talented everyone was. Particularly, I loved Kelly Dorney and that Michael Starr. He was incredible. I mean, the whole cast was wonderful, but I'd never seen either one of these folks before, and they were both really, really great. Well, it was a wonderful night. Everybody had their moment to shine. Everybody got to sing a lot, and I loved hearing everyone sing all that jazz because they, they really didn't change it up all that much, which oh, no. made a fan like me happy because I, I don't want to hear it totally differently, but I don't want it exactly. Exactly. Exactly the same. And Valerie <laughs> broke my heart when she sang Colored Lights. For me, I, it took me a little bit to get into this. Like, the first act I thought was okay, but the second act was really, really good. It was almost like a different show. It was. I, I definitely liked the second act better. And um, I particularly enjoyed choreographer John Todd's choreography. Like, he grew in tap dancing. Yeah. There was really great choreography. It was very effective choreography because you have to choreograph to their abilities. And... Um, he made them all look great. It was really, really great. It was great. The World Goes Round, Freud Playhouse, UCLA, Reprise 2.0. You can check out Reprise 2, and that's the number two, reprise2.org for ticket info. Yay! It's curtains up on another episode of West of Broadway. I'm celebrity publicist and theater veteran Will Armstrong, along with radio host, writer, and theater enthusiast Lara Scott. We're very excited to be chatting with Sarah Bockle of Beautiful, the Carol King musical, and James Chow of a new musical, Tenor in the Night. But first, casting for Grand Hotel, the musical from Reprise 2.0 has been announced. And the musical, by the way, is based on Vicki Baum's 1929 novel and also the 1932 MGM feature Grand Hotel. And this is awesome. You got Sharon Lawrence from NYPD Blue, 
Hal Linden from Barney Miller, mm. Maxwell Caulfield from Grease 2, and Jonah Platt, who I just saw as Beast in Lithgow Family Panto's Beauty and the Beast, A Christmas Rose. Grand Hotel runs October 24th to November 4th at UCLA's Freud Playhouse. And you can find out more at reprise2.org, and that's reprise2.org. Lara, um, Cupcake Studios in North Hollywood has extended their run of Dream Girls, now playing till September 30th. Tickets are available at cupcaketheater.com, and if you have a moment, check out their About section on their site. It's pretty amazing how the theater came into existence, and we have got to get the founder on here as a guest. I'm so hungry hearing about that. It, <laughs> I, are they selling cupcakes there? Is it shaped like a cupcake? I'm it, picturing like a cupcake you walk into. This gentleman was, um, he had a successful chain of cupcake stores in... Atlanta and was actually on Cupcake Wars and won a ton of money and then sold his businesses and bought a theater. That's a whole story right yeah, there. I mean, exactly. that's the dream. And now it's Cupcake Theater. How, exactly. How fun. Well, it's, good a little, for them. it's a little slice of heaven. A little, oh, it is. Yeah. A little gem in North Hollywood. <laughs> All right. So beautiful. The Carol King musical tells the inspiring true story of Carol King's rise to stardom from being part of a successful songwriting team. A lot of people don't know that about her to becoming one of the most successful solo acts in pop music history. Now, the show was here in LA a few years ago, but I wasn't able to see it that time around. I heard everybody saying how good it was, Will. Have you seen it? I have not seen it either, and I'm dying to. I can't wait for it to um, to, to get here in uh, September 13th at the Pantages Theater. And playing the role of Carol King is Sarah Bockle. Uh, Sarah is returning to the role on tour, and uh, she was also a performer on the Broadway cast um, in the ensemble. And then she um, was brought up to the, the starring role, and um, we're going to connect with her right now. Awesome. Let's bring Sarah in with a round of applause. Welcome, Sarah. Welcome, Sarah. Yay! Thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time. We know you're super busy. You're in Denver right now. Is that correct? Yes, I am. Amazing. How's that? In the how's, altitude. The, how's the tour going in Denver? <laughs> Sorry, I just dropped the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Not a problem. I love that. Will was saying, how do you like it in Denver? Oh, it's great. It's amazing. You know, everyone's kind of getting used to the altitude uh, with singing and dancing. Exactly. Um, so everyone kind of looks, you know, haggard at the end of the night. But we're we're getting, we're adjusting. We're very excited to come to L.A. Um, we're excited to have you. I yeah. did um, uh, uh, the national tour of Victor Victoria years ago, and we opened in Reno. Oh. And we had oxygen tanks in the wings. What? Yeah, because... Yep, the, we have the same. We exactly. have the exact same. Crazy. Oh and we actually also were in Reno um, last year. And it was the same way uh, for us. So, but of course, you know, nobody wants to be the first person to use the oxygen tank. <laughs> well, once you get to LA, you'll be able to do like two shows back to back, right? Exactly. You guys will be in such great shape. Oh, yeah. Oh, exactly. Everything's going to feel like a piece of cake. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the posters are up all over L.A. You'll they be sure driving are. down like La Cienega Boulevard, you know, these legendary streets. Oh and there it is for beautiful. And we wanted to ask you about, I mean, you're portraying this legendary figure. Have you actually met Carol King? And, and what's that like portraying somebody who's still alive who can actually come and see you do this? I have. I've actually been lucky enough to meet her twice. Awesome. She's, uh, she's never seen me do Carol, which is fine with me um she i because i i understudied the um our first two carols on tour uh, abby mueller and julian i and she came both times to see each new carol um and she's incredibly gracious and kind and just you know like every she she signs autographs 
or anybody that's, you know, uh, when she came, she actually lives on a farm in Idaho. And so when we were in Boise, she came down to see us and um, a bunch of us had some of her records and she signed them for us. So I actually have a signed that is amazing. Carol King record. Yeah. That, that I have, you know, on my mantle now. <laughs> it's so, she is just such a delightful, iconic, incredible down to earth celebrity who has impacted yeah. music in such a profound way and in ways that mm-hmm. most people don't realize, which is why I love that the show exists. Yes. To, to, to say, hey, I know. Like, it's just, it's more than just the earth moving under your feet. I was or... just thinking of that. So I heard that playing in my head, Will, just as you were saying that. <laughs> well, um, I yeah. first fell in love with Carol, um, <laughs> with um, the musical Really Rosie for Children um, and, and all of the great songs from that. But it just, she's just t- touched so many lives. And particularly, um, I was, I was thinking about how impactful and wonderful with the uh, when she was honored at the Kennedy Center with the recent passing of um, Aretha Franklin and uh, and just watching uh, Carol sit in the balcony just being delighted with her performance and being so mm. touched and honored by such an iconic woman singing such an iconic song right. it's just incredible wasn't that incredible just to see like how like effervescent she is and how joyful she is to see I mean obviously Aretha Franklin singing mm-hmm. singing your music but just like I, I just loved the, the the respect and admiration that they both showed for each other you know like like blowing kisses to each other and Aretha like mouthing thank you to her on the stage it's just like such an incredible moment with two you know icons exactly and I, I imagine that you must feel the same kind of reverence or responsibility with uh, with handling this this music yeah, I, I absolutely. And, you know, everyone that comes to the show and um, typically is a fan or hopefully is going to be a fan is being brought by a fan. And, and because she is so like people are so personally connected to her music. But, you know, the, the way that I kind of like talk myself down, you know, off the, the, the cliff of like fear and, and, and pressure is because mm-hmm. I'm a fan too. And I'm just so excited to sing the music for other fans, you know, and have us all enjoy it together. A hundred percent. Exactly. Like, and, yeah. and, and, and the ensemble, like as far as I, we were connected through my wonderful friend, Gabrielle Reed, who I was just like, do you know anyone in beautiful that wants to do our show and help promote the and she's like I can connect you with Sarah and I was like no no way really yeah. <laughs> I'm so grateful to her and I'm so proud of her and her journey and 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 uh, like I, yeah, I, I, I worked with her for a number of years and I loved working with her and it's just like I imagine that the cast of Beautiful is just loaded with incredible personalities and and and, and what's it like to travel with the company it's it's wonderful and especially every we had our you know our first days of rehearsal these last two days um being all back together again and we only have a couple new people which shows a lot you know everybody wanted to stay you know for the most part um which which says a lot and and it was just so good to have everybody back in the room because everybody wants to be there everybody believes in the show and you know i i um was with Gabs just for a couple of weeks on Broadway and she was just so welcome. Everyone was so welcoming, you know, exactly. so many shows can get clicky and people sure. get, you know, yeah, it becomes old hat and they're just like doing, they're just doing their job yeah. and they're on their grind making much money. But <laughs> like, exactly. but for, um, but yeah, the, it's, a, it's the job. Yeah. It, but this show is so special and so wonderful and the music is so incredible. I, I just imagine it just like, it's the, it's the soundtrack for your life right now. Now it is. Oh, oh my God. First of all, she follows you everywhere. 
Like, yes. Every Walgreens, every, <laughs> every, every, like, every mall, it's, you know, it's, it's Earth Move or, I mean, Natural Woman or whatever. It's mm-hmm. she. You hear her music everywhere once, once you're in the show. We send each other videos, you know, of us walking along and, you know, in the mall or whatever. It could be like a hashtag for that, yeah. Have you been, have you exactly. played Los Angeles before? I have. I was with, when the tour um, was here the first year with Abby, I was on it. Mm-hmm. And so we got to be in LA for a month, awesome. which was amazing. What are some of your favorite things about performing in Los Angeles? The audiences are incredible. Mm-hmm. I was actually shocked because I felt like I was like, LA, man, this is a film town. Like, they're, who cares about musicals? Nobody's going to want to see this. It's not real. It's not like, you know, high art. It's nobody. This is going to be terrible. And we had the most (laughs) incredible audiences. Like people were so excited and, and we got such incredible reactions. We got great reviews. It was awesome. Um, I also really like that you can bring dogs everywhere. Yes. Um, which is cool. And just like healthy food. I, well, we had, I had a little too much fun there because I was like busting out of my costumes. So, <laughs> um, just like with like late night food and drinks. And there's this, I can't remember what this bar is called, but I can't wait to go back there. It's like across the street from the Pentages. Is that the W? I hope it's. It's like Bob's Frolic Room? It's not, is that? It's not the W. It's more of like a, just a, a by itself bar. Oh, cool. It's, it's nice and it's and it's dark and it's it had just really good cocktails and I want to go back there and then it had an, a whole open area in the back outside. Oh, that sounds fun. If you think of the name, know. let us know. Yeah, <laughs> like, absolutely. We'll plug it them. out. Yeah. I will. I will definitely. <laughs> yeah. Well, we have a, a very we have this important question for you, Sarah, because we heard that you're from Chicago. Are you a Cubs yes. fan? I am, of course, of course. I like the Cubs and the Sox. I'm for everybody. Very nice. <laughs> but I live, I live on the north side, and I live not too far from Wrigley Field, so oh, cool. um, I, I have to be a Cubs fan. <laughs> My heart is in Chicago. I, I am based there. I still, I still technically live there, um, even though I'm never there. I know, right? Uh, and yeah, it's just it's where I grew up. It's where I went to high school, and I I moved right back after college, and yeah. I, mean, I, I just love it so much. I love the theater scene. I love the community. I, I love the city. Yeah, I love the lake. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're going to get a very warm welcome from everybody here in L.A. when Absolutely. you guys roll into the Pantages next week. We can't wait to see you starring as Carol King yeah. in Beautiful. And Sarah, we know you guys are rehearsing like crazy. So thank you for taking just a, a few minutes out of your schedule to talk to us. We really appreciate it. Safe trip. Absolutely. And Thank we can't wait so to see you here in LA. To me. Of oh course. my gosh. We'll see you soon. Have a wonderful rest okay. of the weekend. Oh, thanks. You too. And we'll see you at the Pantages. Yay. Yay. Thanks, Take Sarah. care, Sarah. Yay. Bye. Oh okay, gosh. bye. I cannot wait for this show to get here. I'm so excited. I want to listen to Carol King on my drive home today. Oh, that's like what, pull up the greatest hits. Yo, know, that's what I was doing on the way here. To, yeah. <laughs> like it's just and you forget. All yeah. of the songs that she like had her hand in and that she created for so many people, yeah. not, and 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 just yeah, and it makes it that much better when you hear the song again after learning the story behind it. And you and I, well, it's so funny. Sometimes we know everything about a show before it comes. Like mm-hmm. I knew everything about Hamilton, and you knew nothing. Nothing. Yeah. So you know, this one I really don't know that much about, except it's her life story, and it's going to be the music. So we can't wait to share with you our impression of the show after we see it. We will be there for opening night uh, in about a week and a half from this taping so we can't wait to see sarah she's going to be amazing hey, i i i'm so so excited and i can't wait to get back to my home away from home the pantages theater <laughs> yeah and you can catch beautiful the carol king musical at the hollywood pantages theater september 12th through the 30th for tickets just visit hollywoodpantages.com
You're listening to West of Broadway with Will Armstrong and Lara Scott. A big thank you to our friend Peter Goldman at Davidson and Choi Publicity for telling us about some really cool shows like Tenor by Night, which is having its world premiere at the El Portal Theater in North Hollywood, September 22nd and 23rd. James Chow wrote the book, music, and lyrics for Tenor by Night, which is a fantasy musical loosely based on his own life story as a Chinese businessman who immigrated to the United States and overcame so many obstacles to live the American dream. He founded an international nationally successful mannequin business, has a beautiful wife and two wonderful children, but he wanted more. And that's a great place to pause (laughs) and introduce James Chow himself. Welcome to West of Broadway. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us. We're so excited and your show sounds so fascinating. What was your inspiration and why did you decide to make it a musical? Actually, it's a legacy from my family that passed down to me. Um, My parents were lifetime musicians and my brother is a tenor uh, by profession and so i have all this uh you know musical background in the family but i was a businessman uh, i've been doing business for like uh, 20 or 30 years selling mannequins uh we sell mannequins to macy's and uh, jc pennies and uh Calls and many other major department stores. But uh, in my uh, leisure time, I would uh, try to sing with my um, father and my brother, and we formed the Sri Chow Tenors Group Ensemble. So we perform a lot too. But then eventually I thought, wow, I want to have my own solo concert. So in 2013, uh, I actually held my uh, solo concert in Luckman Theater, uh, Cal State LA. And uh, after the concert, uh, a lot of people uh, congratulated me. But some people, they would say, James, uh, your musical credential uh, is not much there. And that comment made me uh, felt kind of disappointed. Of course. But at the same time, I was determined to get my master's degree uh, in music. So when I uh, retired in 2015, uh, at the age of uh, 65, I decided to go to study in Cal Arts. Wow, so you went back to school at 65? Yes. Yeah, because uh, uh, originally I was thinking, well, you know, I've been singing uh, uh, so many times uh, in uh, different concerts, but every time when I try to put some credential uh, under my name, I, 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 there's not much I can put in there. No degree in music. <laughs> and now so you like, have it. We're yeah. Fix that. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so my motivation at first originally was just to get a degree so that I can put my credential in my program for the concerts. But then when I was asked to submit uh, my artist statement. When I applied for CalArt, then I had a deeper thinking and like a more inspiration from my family and from my, I took a deeper look into my uh, future. So I thought, well, it is too plain to say I just want to get a degree, right, in my my artist statement, right? So I thought maybe I should have a better goal. And that goal is to uh, make a musical out of my concert. Oh, I see. So, so you took all the, the music that you wrote that you performed in the concert and you set it to a story. 
and it helped him get right. his degree. Exactly. It's like doing triple duty. Exactly. That's awesome. And so yeah, yes, exactly. That's uh, like a uh, one stone kill two birds, right? Yes. <laughs> exactly. Uh, when, when I was uh, uh, singing for my uh, solo concert in 2013, I didn't sing my own songs. So I would just uh, cover other songs, sure. you know, the popular songs, mm-hmm. some uh, opera arias, some Chinese folk songs, and some American songs and uh, Italian folk songs. But I, I did have some story, uh, you know, like um, narration by my wife in the concert. And she would come out, she would say, James, it's time to eat. And then I would say, no, no, I want to sing more. <laughs> and then, so cute. <laughs> My daughter would also come out and say, James, uh, you are too loud. Um, I'm, I do homework. I like the daughter and is telling the dad to be quiet. Well, yeah, I, the other I, way. Right. I love that you come from a musical family and you all work together. And it, I think that that's so fantastic. Why is this show called Tenor by Night? Yeah, that's actually a, a very true story. Uh, in 19, I think it's 1998. I was uh, vacationing with my family in Yosemite, so I already started uh, singing, uh, you know, uh, very crazily, I guess. <laughs> so I was, I would stand up on uh, a high rock, and then facing the nature, I would sing Oslo Mule. I was feeling so excited, so open to nature, then and end the song in a high note. Uh, I was very satisfied with my own singing, but all of a sudden I heard someone passing by under the rock, and he's another tourist, a hiker, and he said that, keep your day job. Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> uh, he was yelling at me, keep my day job. And at that time, I wasn't sure if that's what he said and what does he mean. Right. So I talked to my children, what does it mean? Keep your day job. <laughs> and then they said, well, that means you're not professional yet. So don't change your career. Oh, I, I felt a little bit disappointed. Um, but then after, after a while, I thought, okay, maybe I'm the tenor by night. I keep my day job, but I'm a tenor by night. So that's how, how the name came from. Brilliant. I hope that hiker hears this. And I was like, wait a minute. I remember that guy. Now he's doing a musical. Exactly. And good for you for not letting things discourage you and for, and, and you keep following your dreams. I feel like um, we're cut from the same cloth because I would be right up there on a rock singing to Nature, Yosemite. To the trees. Like, that yeah. sounds like something I would do as well. That's so wonderful. Well, James, it, it sounds like your family is very supportive. Uh, and there's this element of fantasy that we have heard is in Tenor by Night where you have mannequins coming to life, which is right. so cool. And then but there's a part where your wife kicks you out of the house in the musical. Yes, uh, actually, uh, when I was studying in CalArt, I uh, told my professor in CalArt about my idea of uh, making a musical. Her name is uh, Lauren Pratt. And Lauren told me, uh, you know, if you do a musical, you cannot just uh, do singing and dancing. And that's like a vaudeville. Right. The musical needs a conflict, mm. needs drama, and you need to present that conflict and then later resolve the conflict. So I thought, wow, my life has been very happy and lucky. Uh, what should I <laughs> say in the uh, musical? 
But the next day, I went back to a school and I presented my new idea. I I told her, well, actually, I have some conflict in the family. Uh, I I'm saying too much, and the the whole family could be annoyed with my singing. So I could make this musical into a fantasy. Uh, my wife would kick me out of the house, so I have to move to the mannequin warehouse to sing over there. <laughs> and then that. the mannequin would come alive. For singing too much in my house, I've been threatened to get kicked out too. And I, I but I don't have a mannequin, <laughs> a mannequin warehouse to run to. Now that we know James, maybe uh, <laughs> yeah, right? you come down there, hang out with him. I love that it's augmented reality, and that you had to create the. The, the 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 conflict. Um, so we just um, in this uh, we just had a conversation with uh, a young woman who's starring as Carol King in the musical Beautiful, and we were um, there's a gentleman named Kevin Gino who actually plays you in your production. Tell us about Kevin. Yes, yes, Kevin Gino is the James. He's the tenor by night. <laughs> He's the James. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. And I bet you, I, and so you had to sign off and cast somebody in the role of you. So was it a very, you, you must have been very, uh, uh, very particular and demanded a lot for the role. Well, yes, uh, because uh, the songs I uh, wrote for this musical, I wrote 25 songs all together. Wow. Uh, I wrote the lyrics together with my wife, Lily, and uh, so many songs and about 10 of them are sung by the tenor, James, and that would be um, Kevin, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, because I love singing high notes, I put a lot of high notes in there. And actually, the, the, there are about four high Cs. Exactly. He's doing a great job for us. Nice. So we are very satisfied, yeah. We also want to mention that Tenor by Night is the first major American musical composed by Chinese Americans. So, James. Yes, thank you, thank you. That's so yeah, fantastic. I, I, I'm very happy to be the first one to compose for a musical for the Chinese uh, community. But also, this show has a very good message. Is uh, you know, I would like this musical going to the mainstream for everyone in America. Sure. Uh, hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the Rise Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. Rise is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now. And get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org. Because only together we rise. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply